right, Breaker One Niner out there on the interwebs, get your ears on for the Fitness Skills Podcast from GMB, where we teach you how to get strong practicing skills you actually want to learn and have fun in the process. My name is Andy Fawcett. I'm not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I'm also a client. Here with me is the hero of the GMB Epic Saga, Ryan Hurst, our program director. Ryan, how's it going? Good morning. Doing really well. It's typhoon season. I say season because that's what it feels like. For the past three days, we've had the typhoon. And um, kind of cool, you know, heavy, heavy rain. I just wish I were near the coast so I could do some surfing instead of just walking through the city in the rain. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good thing you've got proper footwear, though. Yes, that's very important. Um, I don't mess around. Flip-flops all the way. That's the only rain gear I need. Yeah, I, I think it's really important. I mean, if you're in a typhoon, uh, you know, the, I guess the, the inclination, especially most Japanese people, at least that, that I've seen is to put on the, the heavy rubber boots and everything. Oh yeah. But, oh, yeah. but think about this. If there is a flash flood and your boots fill up with water, you're screwed. You're screwed. Well, I mean, yeah. what do you do then? Yeah. What do you do then? And me, I'm ready. I just go for a little swim. I'm like, this is cool. It's right? just my workout, my workout for the day. Bring it. Come on now. Cool. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just want to say, so we are going to talk about some really cool stuff. Uh, unlike the last podcast, uh, I'm not <laughs> going to let you bitch at, at anyone. I apologize for I'm that. I'm not going to let you call our, our clients' names and talk about how terrible they are. Not that you actually did that, but uh, <laughs> there, this is going to be a positive podcast. It's a positive Welcome one. to the new positive face of GMB. <laughs> Oh. I, yeah. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about uh, active and passive recovery. Uh, we're going to talk about training with injuries. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about supplements. We're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> we're going to yeah. talk about uh, testosterone and yeah. and uh, steroids. Yeah, steroids. Yeah. All kinds of all kinds of supplements, right? Because that's what you really need. That's what everybody needs. Need more supplements. I need. All right, cool. But before that, I just want to thank uh, somebody in Australia who calls themselves AQP72. Uh, I actually think I know who that is, but uh, for recent <laughs> review on uh, of the of the podcast on iTunes, uh, Mister AQP says. Uh, this podcast contains a lot of practical info on fitness and a good dose of humor and fun in the mix. While some questions and answers are related specifically to GMB products, there is also practical advice for everyday hacks like me who would like to try something different from time to time. The team stands behind their products and training philosophy. I highly recommend it. Uh, thank you. Yes, I agree with all of that stuff. Uh, we are uh, knowledgeable and good looking and... Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And if you like what we're saying on the podcast, please do leave a review. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, so with that said, let's get into it. Uh, cool? Yeah, sounds All great. Right. So let's, uh, let's just jump right into the injury thing because we've actually gotten a lot of questions about this lately. Various injuries, especially I think partly because Jarlo has been writing a little bit about how to deal with not necessarily injuries, but weaknesses or or issues where there's pain involved. And so I think that's been bringing out the questions uh, people have about, you know, well, my case is this and I have uh, pain like this and I had an injury and what should I do? So why don't you just give us maybe a few general guidelines on on working out and training with an injury, maybe what to do and what not to do? 
Sure. Um, let's talk about if you have an injury right now. And what I mean by that is uh, to give an example, we have a person in the Alpha Posse who recently had uh, knee surgery. And obviously, they're coming back from an injury. So it can be tempting to want to get right back into training um, and not just the legs. Of course, they're not going to be able to use their legs. But when you do have an injury like that, it doesn't mean that you can't work out. You just need to be careful, of course, how you work out. Um, with a leg injury, this could be a good opportunity for you to start working on your pulling strength uh, using your arms just as long as it doesn't do anything to affect your leg. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, what does that have to do to affect my leg? Well, you might want to stand up and... You know, if there's a chance that you um, trip or something like that, you're going to end up hurting your leg yeah, anymore. So. I, that sounds kind of far-fetched, but I just want to say, you know, if you're doing pull-ups, and especially if you get close to fatigue or something and your grip yeah. weakens, you are going to have to drop and catch yourself. And so that's something that you might not think about, but it is something you should think about if yeah. that's your situation. Yeah, exactly. And and these are little things just like what you said that most people don't think about. Um I've had plenty of experience having injuries, unfortunately. Uh, with my shoulder surgery, this was a big one. Uh, I had my arm in a sling. And even walking, to be honest, was, was kind of tough sometimes. And that was because as I walked through crowds of people, people would bump into me. Um, I would try not to get hit, so I would twist and actually try and pull my arm in. And it would cause more pain, and it actually took a little bit longer uh, for me to heal. So working with an injury, you need to be careful and think about everything that's involved. So the biggest thing that I would say if you do have an injury is, and I'm not talking a major injury, like if you have surgery or something like that, that's, a, that's, that's special. That's obvious. Don't use that part of your body. That's simple. But let's say that you're working out and your shoulder, let's go back to your shoulder. You're performing something like push-ups, and you notice that you have a pain in your shoulder, and this pain just won't go away. Well, first of all, you need to take take time off, have it looked at, and make sure that that nothing's wrong with it, nothing major. Once you understand what's wrong with it, you can start working on correcting that. And sometimes that means laying off of the shoulder. And so it can be very tempting if you're working on perfecting your push-ups or maybe something on the P-bars that you think you can just work through the pain. I don't suggest that. That's not good. You want to work around the pain. So what this might mean is taking a break from working on your shoulders, the push-ups, maybe focusing on your core, doing some leg work. Um, flexibility, that's another great way that you can still continue to improve but give your body a break, especially your shoulder, so that you're making sure that you're still advancing and making progress. Yeah, and that's really a good point. And I think that the thing about working around pain is something that we say a lot and a lot of people say, but it's maybe difficult for people to understand what exactly the hell that means. And so one example might be like like we're talking about push-ups and shoulders, right? If you're doing a push-up uh, – the way a lot of people do push-ups and your shoulder starts to get a little tense or start to feel some pain, uh, you know, working around pain could just mean 
resetting to proper form so everything's aligned correctly and then only doing as many as you can do that way, right? And Very good point, yes. You don't have the pain anymore. But when, when the pain starts is when you get tired and you start doing it poorly. So one example of working around pain could actually just be do it right and then stop when you can't do it with good form anymore. Very good, very good. Yeah. Maybe any other good examples of working around pain instead of through it? Um, well, for example, looking at going back to the form issue, like with the handstand, um, I've heard you know people say, well, my elbow hurts when I do handstands or my shoulder hurts or something like that. A lot of the times um, it can be improper form, but it can also be because you're really just doing too much. And so um, – and by too much, what I mean is trying to – uh, add in tons and tons and tons of sets uh, when you're not ready for them. So that can actually cause the pain. But when you work up towards being able to do those sets by taking the time, making sure that you're creating the proper strength and the stamina to do it, then um, you won't be working towards pain. But another example possibly of working around the pain um, would be where – I don't want to say re- rehabilitation because we're not – well, Jarlo is a physical therapist, but uh, we don't dish out physical therapy uh, um, exercises like that. But, for example, going down a few steps in a particular movement. So just to go back and look at the push-ups, um, if you're going all the way down to the floor, for example, bringing your chest um, so that it's touching the floor in your push-up. If that's where the pain is, then backing up a bit and maybe only going halfway down, checking the form, getting strong in that position would be another way to work around the pain. Cool. And just another really concrete example of that that I had personally. Uh, so I have uh, a issue with my back sometimes that comes up. And uh, when that happens, I can't practice, for example, an L-sit, right? Because actually with my legs outstretched, it puts way too much torque on my back and causes me a lot of back pain. And so I can't do that. But what I can do is take the exercise down a few notches and practice supporting myself on the P-bars with a really tight, solid tuck, which gives me pretty much the same benefits of the L-sit practice, although I need to do it for a little bit longer, but without putting the torque on my back that causes me pain. And so that's one way to work around the injury while still getting work done. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. I think the biggest thing, too, that we need to reiterate is the fact that if you do have an injury, you need to have it checked out. Yeah. And so don't just think that what we're saying right now is, okay, if you've got an injury, just take it down a couple steps and give it a try. No, no we're not saying that. Make sure that you go uh, to a licensed practitioner, uh, in other words, a doctor, and have them uh, figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then once you understand that, uh, you can start to implement uh, different ways to continue practicing, but make sure that you're not um, getting worse I, as far as injury goes. Yeah, and we, we can't reiterate that enough, especially in light of the fact that we get so many people asking specifically for medical advice yeah, uh, we, in, no. in yeah. Facebook and YouTube comments. I And I... I I said we wouldn't be negative, but let me just ask you really honestly, right? Just real quick, just like a, a brief detour into negativity. Why the hell would you ask for a medical opinion in a YouTube comment? 
Yeah, that that's interesting. Have you I've ever read? Have you ever read the comments on an average YouTube video and gauge the relative <laughs> level of intelligence? I'm not saying that the people that comment on our videos are dumb, but if you look at most comments on YouTube, the quality of response is not what I would put on the level with the kind of medical care I would hope to receive if I were injured. So please, 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 if you're injured, do not ask for medical advice in a YouTube comment. Okay? Now, it's a quick rant over, just steering back to positive GMB. Positive GMB. Positive. Everybody, I, I've now aligned my chakras. Let, let's let's discuss active and passive recovery. And this is... And the importance of uh, chakra alignment in active and yes. passive recovery. And, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Um, this is actually a good lead-in from the pain, uh, looking at pain and an injury um, recovery. Recovery, recovery, recovery. Um, so important. And there's, of course, we've talked about this before, that, you know, active and passive recovery. Just quickly to go back, uh, when we're talking about passive recovery, we're talking about taking a day off and doing nothing. Uh, maybe that's your day to just chill. Just sit down, read a book, and don't exercise at all. It's an example of passive. Uh, active recovery could be anything from Going out and getting a massage, um, you know, maybe playing a game of basketball, um, pickup game of basketball, running out in the park, running in the park with your kids, just having fun, doing something that you enjoy. It's a, it could also be, depending on your particular level of uh, exercise, you could go and perform maybe some other exercises that you've been wanting to work on. So let's say that you've been working with the P-bars recently, but you'd like to improve your cartwheel. Maybe on your active recovery day, you could go and practice your cartwheels. Just as long as it's not so much that it's going to hamper anything else that you're working on. So those are just some examples of active and passive recovery. Yeah, definitely. I mean, go for a hike, play a game of soccer, pick up basketball, uh, go swimming, you know, play frisbee on the beach if you're lucky enough to live in Hawaii like me. Um, I'm kidding. You know, any of those things are are active, and it's not just sitting around reading where is baby's belly button like I do on my rest days. <laughs> you know, it's 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 more active than that. So you don't have to feel like you're you're languishing in a tuper somewhere. Like you 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 are moving. So. Active recovery is definitely cool. And some of the benefits of active recovery, uh, you know, are not to be, uh, glossed over either is that you're, you're not, you're, you're shaking out the cobwebs, you know, you're not just letting soreness set in and you're not just letting yourself, you know, like deaden, you know, you're moving yeah, around yeah. any, any of the lactic acid buildup has a chance to kind of like move around and get released. Uh, and, and you're moving your body through different ranges of motion. You're kind of stretching things out and you get your heart rate up a little bit. You know, that's all good stuff. And so active recovery is great for that. But let me also say passive recovery ain't nothing wrong with it. We're nope. not saying, uh, there's no bias towards either one. Both are useful. Passive recovery, uh, sitting in a hot tub, sleeping, my personal yes. favorite. Yes. Uh, these things are very, very important. And, yeah. you know, feel free to, to give you an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. To give an example of 
of me, how I use active and passive recovery. I work out six days a week, uh, pretty hard, and sometimes, in fact, recently quite a bit, I'm working out twice a day. My Sundays are completely off. And I really try not to do much of anything. Yes, I will hang out with the family and, and we might go somewhere and play in the park. But when we're in the park, I really don't do much of anything. I let the kids go and do their thing. And if they really want to play with daddy, that's fine. I'll get in there. But, um, pretty much though, I don't do anything. However, twice a week, I do make sure to get a massage and my, I guess you'd say, I don't even want to say physical therapist. Let's say body worker. Um, use sounds the same so person. dirty. Yeah, it sounds. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to have my body worked on. Um, <laughs> actually, sounds like a car. I think. The, I think Prince has a song about that, doesn't he? <laughs> about about getting some body work done. Some body work done. He knows exactly what I need, and uh, of course, you know, I've been. He's been working on my body for uh, quite a while now. And so each week he'll see changes and places where I need things tuned up. So that's another way of active recovery to make sure that I can perform at the level I need to perform at uh, each week. And your wife is fine with that. She's fine. Um, We have a very open relationship. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So horrible. Uh, Something else, though, as far as active and passive recovery is this is also going to be dependent upon the time of the year. And I'm saying this is because recently I am extremely – I don't want to say fatigued. I'm not fatigued at all. It's that with the weather change here in Japan, the humidity uh, right now with the typhoon and all of the rain, it it can really – put a strain on the body as far as mentally and physically. And so making sure that you're doing everything that you need to do to get your recovery, uh, extra sleep. Uh, In my case, I need to watch my intake of water might sound strange because normally you would think that as it gets hotter outside, you need more water. But with the humidity over here, um, I tend to uh, the previous years drink too much water and it really affects my body. And my joints start to ache. And this is something pretty common actually here in Japan that you hear a lot about. But depending on where you are, uh, that's something else that you need to take into consideration. And that is weather changes. So just something to think about when looking at what kind of recovery you need in order to make sure that you can keep going. Cool. And so with recovery then is also... We're about to talk about supplementation, and so I just want to say that basically our philosophy on supplementation, um, which not that we've sat down and decided this, but it pretty much is just what it is, there's really two reasons to supplement. One is uh, for things that you probably have a deficiency in, and we'll get to that in a minute, but the big reason to supplement uh, for dietary supplements is actually related to recovery. And that's why we use some supplements. And we don't actually recommend a lot of supplements, but Ryan, especially since you work out so much, you have work to out. take so you have to take some supplements primarily for recovery purposes. So why don't you give us a rundown? Yeah, and that's the big thing, it's the recovery part of it. Right now, um, I'm not just doing one arm handstands. My workload has increased 
quite a bit. So depending on the day, I'll be climbing a rope. I will be performing front levers. I will be doing weighted leg exercises in the form of locomotion type movements. And so I need to make sure that I'm fully recovered uh, prior to my workouts. Not to mention the uh, the one hour tug toner sessions. You betcha. That's very important. Um, I do that first thing in the morning. Okay, good. Make, make sure to get my tug on. Um, <laughs> but before I tug, I make sure that 30 minutes before my session, I take my creatine. And <laughs> <laughs> I do. I currently use creatine. Uh, interesting thing with me, uh, creatine also helps with my fingernails. Um I have some pretty interesting thumbnails, and ever since taking creatine years ago, I've found that it actually strengthens my my thumbnails. So uh, if you ever come to a seminar, check out my thumbnails. Um, it'll make you barf. Anyway, um, so creatine, that's something I take. Then I also uh, mix a little bit of green foods in there, some special blend of greens. Uh, let's see what else. I'll have my brain chain amino acids with that. And then after my workout right now, I'm actually drinking protein again, taking my protein shake, uh, way isolate. Thank you very much. And, um, I'll actually put some L glutamine in there with that along with a vitamin C, uh, tablet. So that's quite a bit of stuff, but, but again, I am working out right now twice a day. And sometimes my sessions, uh, depending on what I'm doing can last upwards two hours at a time. So I need to make sure that I'm getting the proper recovery so that I can actually function and um, be the nice guy that I am. Yeah. Supplementation, of course, is going to be dependent upon where you are. And the, and the main thing that you need to focus on is, re, is realizing and taking a look at your real food. So even if you think you want to supplement or use supplements to help you, you need to make sure that your real food is on track. And um, that means staying away from McDonald's um, every single day and basically eating good food, food that matches your lifestyle. So it doesn't really matter what diet you're on. Um, If you want to do paleo, that's fine. If you want to do carb backloading, that's fine. Just make sure that you have your nutrition on track before you try and supplement or else it's really not going to make much sense. Yeah. And on that note, I, I, I just want to agree with that. And I'll say that I'll preface what I'm about to say is if you are vegan or whatever, you can totally disregard this and know that you are just righteous and better than me, and that's fine. But otherwise, I'm just going to say, before you start supplementing with any kind of protein or shit like that, you know what? You need to be eating some damn meat. Eat the meat. You need to eat your meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> it's really important. I mean, meat is meat is good for you. I, I This is... It's not even just my opinion. It's a scientific fact. Unless you're vegan, in which case you, you're right, okay? But if you're not vegan, then it's a scientific fact that meat is good for you. Meat is where you get most of your protein. Yes, I know there is protein in broccoli, but do you have any idea how much goddamn <laughs> broccoli you would have to get to get enough protein to keep lean mass on your body, much less increase it? Come on, seriously. You do not want to see me sit down and try to eat like five heads of broccoli. 
I don't want to see anybody do that. No, you don't want to see anybody do that, especially yourself. So here's the thing. Need is important. Before you start trying to get fancy with supplements and take a bunch of stuff, seriously, just add a little bit more meat. It's not that expensive. You probably eat some meat as it is. Add a little bit more. Are you going to eat one chicken breast? Have two. Are you going to eat one uh, fried chicken, <laughs> eat two. You know, Jarlo. <laughs> Especially if Jarlo is making it, you should eat two because that is some good shit. That's um, some good stuff. But you know, meat is great. Eggs are great unless you are allergic to them. If you can tolerate eggs, eggs are great. Raw eggs are probably fine for most people. Uh, your chances of getting salmonella are very slim, and the biotin in the raw egg yolk is not, uh, you know, it's not your, your single source. It's, you're not gonna have your biotin all bound up because you didn't cook your eggs, and then your eyes are gonna go bad because you ate raw eggs. Anybody who tells you that kind of crap is misinformed. It's a wise tale, okay? And you should only eat one egg a day, right? You can eat as many eggs as you want. I know, I know, I personally know people that eat more than a dozen eggs a day. And they yeah. are just fine. I have yeah. eaten more than a dozen eggs a day for a period of time, but I, you get sick of them. Uh, but yeah, get your protein from food. There are so many delicious foods out there, people. If you're not aware of this, there's a thing called burgers that you should look into. And sure. a, a quality burger is stuffed full of meat. <laughs> And I think that is probably the best place to get your protein from. That's me. But if you are eating a good quantity of meat and you're getting full and you're still finding yourself fatigued and sore and not recovering well, then that is a good time to start looking into things like protein powders and such for recovery purposes. And that's really my point is that when you start thinking about supplementation, Base it on how you feel after your workouts, not what you think you can afford and what you feel like you need to do because some bro told you. (laughs) Okay? Eat good food. And then, based on how you feel from working out and eating good food, determine the extent of your supplementation needs based on that. Word. That's it right there. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's a much more sound approach than trying to think about all the stuff you need to add and then worrying about how that fits with your diet, you know? And I've done it both ways. I've based my diet around my supplementation plan before, which was massively expensive. (laughs) And you know what? It did not work. It didn't. (laughs) Yeah, keep it simple. That's first order of business is simplifying – yeah. And especially as far as food, you know, I mean, it, it's not that if you live by yourself, you know, cooking can be a hassle, but it doesn't need to be. Keep it simple. And it's probably going to keep you healthier. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if, if that's the case, the whole idea of like, you know, Finding three or four solid meals yeah, that you yeah, like, yeah. that you can learn to cook, and that you can just rotate between those is usually the best way. That's what I did when I lived alone and was pretty serious about my training for a while. I, I ate the same five meals on a rotation pretty much every week again and again, and it worked fine. Um, yeah. So that's really the best way to do it. Start with food is what we're saying. No, But supplementation, there's nothing wrong with it if you 
go about it the the right way. Don't yeah. just go shopping for supplements and try to figure out what you can fit in. Look at how your diet and your training are impacting things and your 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 recovery level and and then choose based on that. The other thing I'll say about supplements is that there are some common deficiencies that most people should probably supplement to to overcome. Most people unless you live in the tropics don't get enough vitamin D. You know what? You can get some vitamin D3 drops in liquid form. It's extremely efficient and they'll last you forever. Uh will last you several months of taking, you know, enough vitamin D a day. Uh, so magnesium and zinc are things that most people are deficient in. A magnesium before you go to bed uh, can be a great thing to help with recovery. You, you'll find that you sleep better. Um, things like that are, are really the biggest high leverage supplements that you need in terms of recovery. Don't go hog wild with stuff. You don't need fat burners. You don't need newly discovered compounds that were tested on Harvard rowing teams or whatever the new ad in the Facebook sidebar says. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff is not helpful. Supplement to, to, to patch up holes that are, that are deficient in your diet and supplement based on your recovery needs. That's great, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I give good advice. You betcha. <laughs> cool. Uh, so anything else you want to say about recovery, Ryan? No, nah, man, that's good. Um, yeah, very positive today. I like it. Yeah, it was positive. I think I think I think the new positive GMB, you know, this should really be our thing. I we should probably oh we should change get everything. Of, get rid of the monkey and and have yep. angels. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, Jesus doing the splits or something. Jesus doing the splits. That, that's a good one. I, I believe we have an animated gif of that. So <laughs> that we should probably release. And I, I think that from now on, we're going to start uh, putting a lot of images of rainbows and stuff on our, our homepage. And, uh, and unicorns. Amber would love that. Amber, so. Amber would love unicorns. And yeah. yeah, just talking about how we've manifested abundance for ourselves. I think that's Sounds really great. the direction that we need to go with GMB. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I'll have to retire once that happens. But, you know, hey, good luck with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, if you'd like to manifest uh, more information that you can use about training, go to goldmetalbodies.com. Uh, you don't even really have to manifest it very hard. You just click the links and it's there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the law of attraction. Clicking the link, um, <laughs> it it works every time. Uh, so yeah, there there is abundant knowledge for you there, and it's up for you, up to you then to to take that and then uh, and then attract it by doing the damn work. Um, uh, and we'll help nice. you any way we can. So. Please uh, check that out. Leave us uh, a review on iTunes if you felt that uh, that all this recovery and supplementation information, uh, if you learned anything or if you think it's going to benefit you in any way, uh, spread the word and get in touch. If you have any questions, uh, ask us on our, our Facebook page. Just, you know, not medical questions, please. And uh, we'll get to you on the next podcast. So, so thanks again for listening. Thank you. Thank you.